episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. I'm your host today. Uh, I do have my uh, guest host in today, my friend Courtney Thompson, inviting you back for another episode. Thank you so much for um, what you offered in the last episode. Uh, just uh, a lot of great stuff as we talked about just the health of the small group leader. Um, well, really anybody in particular, but for the sake of the Growing Faith podcast, having a good amount of focus and attention given towards small group ministry in the local church, thinking about, well, first and foremost, gosh, the leader needs to be healthy themselves in order yeah. to be able to minister um, to other people, you know, kind of be a vessel that God can flow through without messing up the content of the flow <laughs> too yeah. much in the process. So thank you for making time to come back and, and offer even some more stuff as we talk about simplifying um, really in the in the sphere of the home um, a little bit uh, kind of your possessions and then maybe maybe we'll get a little bit into schedule time frame stuff whatever like we'll just kind of see how it flows but uh, first and foremost just want to say thank you for making time to be here uh, really yeah, appreciate you and um, so <clears throat> I think uh, as Simon Sinek would say we should always start with the why so mm -hmm. Um, and I think for you, that would just be kind of communicating the heart piece of why are we talking about this topic? Why, mm -hmm. why is this topic important to the dream team or the small group leader, all, all of that? Um, yeah, so the, the last podcast, we talked about uh, a verse that has really become a life verse for me and for our family. Uh, it's Haggai 1.5. Uh, and it just, it talks about the idea of being intentional. Um, it says, this is what the Lord Almighty says, give careful thought to your ways. Uh, and he goes on to say, you have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages, only to put them in a purse with holes in it. Now this is what the Lord Almighty says, and he says it again, give careful thought to your ways. Um, so, yeah, this I get kind of long-winded when I talk about this uh, for a few reasons. But one, um, it's a layered issue. There's there's a lot to it. Um, this minimalism or simplification affects every part of our lives. Um, but it's also uh, spiritual and practical in its applications. There's just there's a lot to it. Um, but I I love to talk about this, and it's been life changing for me just because of the level of freedom that I've gained, uh, taking this journey of being intentional, it just demanded that I address um, the issues of the heart behind consumerism, materialism, uh, the, why we have the things that we have, why we fill our schedules the way that we do. A lot of that is knee-jerk reactions. It's keeping up with other people. It's fear of being left out and just really addressing the heart uh, behind that. Um, and it's kind of sneaky stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't even always recognize that you're in the middle of it. And so I think that's one of the reasons why uh, conversations like the one we're having today are helpful because it helps people just pause and take a minute to reflect in their own heart, to mm -hmm. give, to kind of give the Holy Spirit an opportunity yeah. to, to shine some light on some things that our, that our culture isn't going to shine light on because mm -hmm. um, it's honestly the non-simplified, crazy, hectic life is the more normal. So 
if you are right. cluttered, confused, and distracted, you know you're you're normal, and you yeah. don't you don't even l notice it. So, um, so I don't know if you want to start by sharing a little bit more of kind of your your story about how it impacted you, um, how it was maybe maybe you could even share a little bit about the layered part that you discovered in your own heart how it, it you know it starts it is a it's a physical practical thing mm -hmm. but it has spiritual outflow and depth and stuff that is wrapped up in there and so i feel free to take a crack at this however you feel most comfortable okay um so i, I look back at the time in my life where uh we were starting this process of uh, really diving into what it means to live simply and the freedom that comes from that. And I, I look back at that time in my life and I'm a completely different person than I was when we lived in Birmingham. And um, the amount of freedom that I've had just by simplifying so many areas of my life, it's just, it's been life-changing for me. Um, and not just because I got rid of a lot of stuff, but detaching and simplifying created the margin and the space for God to work in my heart. Um, he's, he's done such a deep healing work in places that I didn't even have access to because those places were just buried underneath um, not only just an attachment to the, the things that we owned, but also um, the fear of missing out, the fear of... Uh, not pleasing others, the fear that God wouldn't come through for us or provide for our needs. I think there's, there's, there are these underlying issues that could cause us to look to stuff. You know, there's deep wounds that um, make us want to, you know, turn to retail therapy or, right. or drown that out. Um, the busier we are and the more distracted we are, the less we have to look inward. And it's really when we clear all that out that God is able to shed light on those areas that he really wants to bring freedom in. And so it was just um, such a spiritual issue for me personally. And I think really what we're talking about is shifting our focus from greed to contentment, from consumerism to stewardship. And, you know, the, the word says in Psalms that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So it all belongs to him anyway. And uh, with that revelation, it, it led, led us to say, what are the tools and resources that we actually need? And then what do we need to let go of that will allow us to be a contributor to his, his kingdom and not just a consumer? Um, so it's been a long journey for us, and I, I don't really have time to get into all the things that yeah. led us to that tipping point. Um, but we got to kind of a a breaking point even just in our finances where we had these emergencies come up things that were outside of our control it wasn't all just irresponsible spending but because we had not been a good steward of the things that we that had been entrusted to us early on we didn't have the margin to um to cover you know those extra things that yeah. came up and so we really had to reevaluate that knee-jerk spending mentality um, and really dive into what God had to say about our home and our possessions, our lifestyle. And I think the overall message of the gospel really has 
the undertone of simplicity, of less is more, uh, detaching from material possessions, living out of rest and not striving, and just cre- living with margin. Yeah. Um, you know, that minimalism is really a buzzword, and there are a lot of great secular resources in the world, you know, yeah. about yeah. Minim- minimizing and paring down and living simply, but I really think that it... Um, it's a central theme of the gospel as well. I almost feel like there's a, you know, one, one way to put it would be uh, common grace, how even people that aren't serving God uh, a lot of times end up acting in ways that are godly because there's just this common grace that is upon the, the people. And, and I think that uh, there, is, there is value to living simply and to minimizing and right. to kind of, I mean, if, uh, if America's got a God, one of them is definitely the God of materialism, of stuff. And, and really, I think sometimes it just <clears throat> creates noise. It, it creates noise mm-hmm. in your heart and your mind to where you can't even identify the core root that's going on. Um, and like you said, it, stuff gets kind of buried in all of the clutter and all of mm-hmm. the stuff. And so as we uh, take the opportunity to that challenge of maybe paring some stuff down, that we're actually able to hear the voice of the Lord a little bit more mm-hmm. and discover what's really going on in that heart of yours. Um, and so that we could maybe get to that place where Paul is in Philippians, where he says, whether in little or whether in much, right. I've learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes we talk about joy. Joy is, it's not a feeling, it's not an emotion, it's, it's a state of being. But contentment really actually does engage your emotions. It, right. Like the definition of the word is a state of happiness. And so, like, what are we doing to be able to be in a state of happiness regardless of what our situation because we know that our God is the owner of the cattle on a thousand hills and Mm -hmm. and so we have uh, security in that we have confidence in that not in stuff that can be taken away and so Mm -hmm. let's try to maybe even break this down into some practical ideas you have you have a couple of practical ideas that you could um, you know mine out of this whole journey that you've been on Mm -hmm. and the freedom that you've experienced so that hopefully we can put a couple of tools in our listeners' hands to say, hey, um, go and do some of this hard work yeah. and that you might be able to experience some of that same freedom. Yeah, um, I think a good starting place is um, asking the Lord what his vision for your life is. Uh, a book that I read when we lived in Birmingham that was just, it was life-changing for me. Uh, it's called Seven by Jen Hatmaker. Um, it's a really funny book. She actually does this experiment where for seven months she, she takes one theme or one area of her life a month. Um, so like the month she focused on clothing, she, she picked seven articles of clothing that she wore for the month, hmm. you know, or seven uh, different foods that she only, she only ate those foods for that month. And, hmm. and she does this for several different things uh, several several different categories and for several months and she gives a really good eye-opening view of just our culture versus what's going on in the world and what we have uh, you know compared to what other countries other people in other countries have and even this morning we um, 
we you know attended that seminar uh, led by Larry Stockstill where he talks about uh, God's heart for missions and for the world and just giving a good global perspective of what our mandate is from the Lord as when it when it comes to spreading the gospel and mm-hmm. and so that's really what we were created to do right. is to love God and love people um, and so that book really um, it was convicting to me and I felt like it was at that point that God started speaking to my husband and I about our purpose and the vision for our marriage um, you know we wanted to be freed up for people and also just freed up to be able to go where he sent us at any time we just we didn't want to be tied down um, and just have an overstuffed schedule um, and so you know, it got us to a point where we wanted to just leverage everything that we had for the kingdom. So I would say practically the first thing is just vision. Um, the word says, without vision, the people cast off restraint. You know, I think that's a good way of phrasing uh, consumerism. When we don't have a focus for what our lives are designed for or for where we're heading, we can get so distracted and just pulled in so many different directions. We spend money on things we don't really need just because we we are so distracted in the meantime, you know, that we'll spend money on the next flashy thing because we we don't have that vision that causes us to hold back and to be focused. And so, um, or we can fill our time with excessive activities and entertainment and just, we get overstuffed and underproductive. Uh, but when we have a vision, we can become laser focused and say, you know, goodbye to the things that carry no value in getting us closer to that vision. That's such a key point because I, I mean, I love that you're saying that. Maybe it's obvious, but I think it's fair to say a ton of people do mm-hmm. live without vision and they dwell carelessly. They cast off restraint and and really the end of that, some other versions say the people just straight up perish yeah. and is I, I, I believe it was in the last episode, we were talking about living with intentionality, uh, but it's really impossible to live with intentionality if you don't know where you're going, if there's no vision. Exactly. I can't make a decision whether this thing is right for my life mm-hmm. or not if I don't know where I'm going, because maybe it's good, because we're talking about a lot of stuff that may be fine, you know, yeah. like, hey, that's a nice water bottle you have. Well, it's there's nothing good or bad necessarily about that water bottle, but why did you buy it? Right. Did you buy it because, well, it's a $47 water bottle because it looks cool like my neighbor. You know, I yeah. wanted to match the people in the office that have the fancy water bottle. Whereas or, like $47 could provide clean water for a full village out in, you know, Ethiopia. Yikes. You know what I mean? It's right. just like when you put it in perspective of that kind of worldview, it's like, is this really the best place for my money to go? Yeah, so I, I love that you started out by <laughs> ask the Lord, what's your plan for my life? Mm-hmm. So that our hearts can then be impacted by that truth and our hearts can be stirred and there can be right. a sense of vision coming out, which then gives us the framework to even make some of these decisions. Where where do you move from there? Yeah, um, I would just say, you know, we, there are a lot of things that we did practically and I can go through those. I would say number one, invite the Holy Spirit into the process. Uh, I would start there. What works for our family may not be what works for everyone. So I would just start by asking the Holy Spirit to guide you in the process of simplification. Uh, Ask him what 
you know, what vision you need to have for your family. Allow him to deal with the hard issues that are there, um, you know, whether it's people pleasing, whether it's just greed or pride, um, fear that he won't provide for you. And so you have to provide for your own needs, even if it means you have to live outside your means. Um, is there a deep wound that's causing you to turn to retail therapy or fill your schedule with distractions? So I would say let him work on the heart first and then, um, you know, really get that vision and, and write it down. Write down the vision for your home and family. Figure out what your values are. Uh, if it's not really fashion, then do you need a closet full of clothes that you might wear once a month, you know, um, or could that, could you simplify and create space? Could you donate those to people that are in need? You know, find the things, find out what your values are and then be laser focused in where you spend your resources. Um, simplify the things that you can. Uh, you know, fashion's not really my thing. I wear pretty much the same uh, pair of earrings every single day and I, I don't have a lot of clothes because I would rather not spend the energy, you know, rifling through my closet. Choosing, closet. choosing what to wear. You're like, exactly. got five outfits that makes it a lot easier than if you've got 25. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we really value reading in our family. so kids books are the thing I will really I will spend my money on mm -hmm. um, or we'll go to the library or buy used books but I rarely say no to buying our kids books um, but that we read to read together a lot as a family and it's it's a way that our family connects with each other um, and so you know we do without a TV so we you know we just it's where we spend our resources um, Another value of ours is connection with people. Uh, so when we moved here, um, we decided we weren't gonna just fill our home with just furniture. You know, we were gonna be strategic in what we brought into our home. And even just thinking through the purchases of living room furniture, we didn't have couches when we moved here, but figuring out how we could seat as many people as possible so we can have small groups at our house, so we can have people in our home. And so our home is small, but it's designed in a way that when people come in, they have a place to sit and they feel welcome mm -hmm. and, and comfortable. Um, so it's just, it's making choices based on that vision, making choices that are right for your family and in line with it. Um, I would say from there, uh, when you're talking about your home, uh, one really good, it's a secular resource, but it's the Marie Kondo's life-changing magic of tidying up. And she goes through uh, the process of really cleaning out your home and, and looking at it from the perspective of not what can I get rid of, what can I purge for my home, but what do I actually need to be content? What do I need to, to not go without? And just start there, you know? Um, uh, you may, I mean, you need something to eat on, but do you need six different sets of dishes for every holiday and occasion right. imaginable, you know? Right, right. So it's like, you may love all those, and so it may be hard to purge, but when you when you approach it from the opposite perspective of what, what does our family need, um, it can be really helpful to do that. Um, I would also suggest a fast from social media or Pinterest or shopping for just a certain amount of time. Um, that's something that I did, and, and uh, for me, even something as simple as planning my children's birthday parties, you know, how quickly that can get out of hand. Mm -hmm. When you go on Pinterest for ideas and you're just face-to-face -face with hundreds of 
pictures of over-the-top photos, over-the-top parties, and it can give you this impression that you're not giving the very best to your children if your parties yeah. don't look like that. Your kids won't feel loved. They'll probably grow up emotionally damaged. <laughs> exactly. You'll be paying for therapy <laughs> yes, when they're exactly. 20. Yep. You know, so just quietening down the noise and the external influences so that you can take a look at your life and evaluate it from a biblical perspective and not necessarily a cultural or trending perspective. Um, yeah, I think just as you were saying on um, – the fasting thing you mentioned kind of a shopping fast mm -hmm. uh, I actually read another secular book I totally will botch the title um, <laughs> the girl's name is Kate something and uh, it's like the year of living with less yeah um, and she did a one-year shopping ban um, and I, so I just listened to the book uh, just to kind of like oh you know whatever um, she's fairly entertaining in the way that she writes Mm -hmm. uh, but what I was really struck by was I felt like uh, she was uh, pastoring my heart in different parts of the book because the amount of self-discovery that happened mm -hmm. as a result of her having to face her urge to yeah. buy something um, just it was almost like buying stuff was similar to she had overcome a, a an addiction to alcohol and she'd yeah. also uh, overcome a significant uh, food addiction. Mm -hmm. And so um, to, even to hear her compare the similarities between alcohol, mm -hmm. then you could bring in drugs. So drugs, alcohol, food, shopping, mm -hmm. and sex would all be like issues that are huge in our culture, right? That yeah. can be the coping mechanisms that mask what's really going on in your heart. And it, I think that's what right. the Holy Spirit is crying out in our for us in these kinds of seasons where we're allowing things to be stripped away is the Holy Spirit. And I mean, God wants to be our sustenance. He wants to be our supply. He yeah. wants to, and not any competition. Like he, he's kind yeah. of a jealous God, right? And so I thought that was a key point that you're mentioning. And sometimes we have to do that kind of a thing to even help us to see the dynamic that's happening because so much right. of it ends up being habit loop where we're not even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It's just happening. Yeah. Wash, rinse, and repeat. <laughs> even this, you know, this idea, um, as I've cleaned out my junk email that I get, you know, the, the subject lines are always like, uh, invest in you. Go to Starbucks happy hour and get you a coffee every day and earn points, you know, and it's like... <laughs> It's a dopamine hit. It's like, and I'm, and I'm a, you know, I'm a pretty competitive person. So if there's a game attached to it, like I'm going to get rewarded and then I'm going to get free stuff. Like uh -oh. you better believe like I am on it. I will right. get as many coffees as I <laughs> need to buy to get that one free drink, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, or even just, I know all my stay at home moms, you know, can identify with this of just when you've been at home with the kids all day and your husband gets home and you're stressed, the thing you do, that dollar spot at Target is just calling out for you, you know? <laughs> like, is there anything better than just retreating to Target and getting a drink at their Starbucks and then walking around buying a bunch of junk that you don't need? Like, it's... Because it's, it's only a, two bucks. Exactly. Right, it's yeah. only two bucks. C-spot save. <laughs> yes. You know? Um, oh. But just... So, you know, quietening all of that down... Um, just a really practical thing now I don't even go in Target if I can help it because I know if I go in Target I'm gonna buy a bunch of junk that I don't need and they market well they market well it there's just something about I don't know I think they pump 
like opioids through the air or something there. But um, you just feel happy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, but I order online, um, and then I'll even actually have my husband look at the cart and be okay with the mm. cart. And then I will drive a up. accountability. Exactly. Yikes. Get a system of accountability. Um, but then I drive up and they bring it out to my car and I don't have to step foot in there and I can see what my total is going to be. And I can, I, you know, it's just pausing. Like when we mm. don't have margin, we don't have the time. We don't create a system of just pausing and thinking through our choices. And so that's really what margin does is it just allows us to, to think through, think before we act, think before we speak, Be able think to evaluate, we schedule, right, yeah. you know, um, it's good. Yeah. And so, and I do that for groceries now too, like, um, doing a grocery delivery service through Amazon prime. It's, it's free with our prime membership or it's included in our prime membership. Um, but I can order groceries and then, um, you know, they bring them to my doorstep two hours later, and that's uh, a system that I've just kind of Which put in place. Which is crazy. It's amazing. Holy I just, cow. God bless the, in the world? grocery people. <laughs> I want to hug them. Thankfully, we don't even have to have contact with them if we don't want to. You know, they just put it at our door and leave. But, like, I seriously want to hug them and just be like, you have no idea how much it means to me for but, you yeah. to drop the groceries off the at sanity, my doorstep. The sanity you're saving me right exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, it saves time in our schedule and it helps create margin, um, you know, for us and just our schedule. And, hmm. um, and so that's, you know, that's something that we've done. Um, I would say just evaluating and eliminating the energy drains. Um, everything that we own or we do, every relationship we have, everything in our home requires energy to maintain, to just even for our brains to process it when we look at it, you know, it just, it all requires energy. Um, so we have to be very honest about, honest and selective about what deserves our energy. And for me, um, grocery shopping is one of those things that I had to create a hmm. system yeah. for that took the energy out of it. Um, you know, so, I, and I love systems, and so I'm, uh, you know, I love that. I love developing mm -hmm. systems for things in my life that demand my energy um, just to kind of create some margin. Um, now, I would say another important thing is just getting serious about a Sabbath, uh, a really good resource for learning about Sabbath and what God says about the Sabbath. Uh, is The Ruthless and Elimination of Hurry. It's a book by John Mark Comer. Um, it's an excellent book on this topic. And, you know, my husband and I have started being very intentional about having it one day a week where we just accept that we have limits and we yeah. rest as a family. And we, so we talk about that with our kids and teach them that we don't have to fill every second of our week with activities. And we really just connect as a family and we value rest. Uh, and it's it's just um, it's been a really good thing for our family um, and then just even very practically about things that you have in your home um, we really try to use uh, appliances or items that are multi-purpose multi-use so when we moved here we didn't have any kitchen appliances you know um, and so instead of filling our home with all these different things we we got a Vitamix and we got an instant pot and that <laughs> as opposed to six other ones that right. it would have you know <laughs> it would take to just um, do all the functions those two things do so 
um, we just really try to be intentional about the things that we buy, making sure that we can use something for more than just one, right. you know, one purpose. Um, no, I love that. I think, you know, just going back to the beginning, we stop, we ask God to, to speak into our hearts and give us insight as to what mm -hmm. he's asking us to do. Yeah. Allowing that to stir our hearts and give us vision and direction, then allowing those direction, that direction, that vision to establish our values. Mm -hmm. Then once we have our values or, you know, what is value, what is important to us, yeah. then we can make sure that the decisions that we're making, like you're saying, the things that we keep and the things that we don't keep is all made in, in, in relation to what we value, what is important to right. us and how those things serve what is important to us so that we can live with intentionality and we can allow <clears throat> not us to serve our stuff. You know, it's like, it's okay to have mm -hmm. stuff. Don't let stuff have you. Don't, exactly. don't let it be the owner of you. You're supposed yeah. to be the owner of it. And then of course we could go into deeper issues of, you know, credit card debt and all the stuff. Mm -hmm. Like when you're buying stuff, you can't even actually afford. Right. Even, but even our conversation is really predominantly on stuff that theoretically you can't afford like we're just we're making the assumption right now that you're buying it all with cash we'll just say mm -hmm. even then it's so important that we are intentional about what we're buying like then you were talking about um, establishing systems to help preserve mm -hmm. energy levels so we're not that we're being efficient about the things that we need to do the yeah. things that you can't get around you got to have groceries I love that you found a system that saves you time and also keeps you in check on an accountability side of things that you're not getting suckered by the little Debbie sweet cakes. Okay, <laughs> maybe it's a weak point. <laughs> really, it's the nutty bars, if we're really honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, could, I can pass up on the cakes all day long. Nutty bars, they have a certain draw. Yeah. Um, so, and we talked about taking a season of a break from something, fasting, mm -hmm. getting off of social media so that you're happier with your life because st statistics would say, 70% right. of people that spend time on social media are more depressed about their life when they get done with that time yeah. on social media. So maybe part of our contentment is just pushing away mm -hmm. some of that noise of the world. Yeah. And then, gosh, we we actually, I'm going to have another, um, well, he's not a guest, but uh, Mark Daniels is going to come back in another episode to talk about Sabbath yeah. and uh, kind of a real deep dive into the idea. That's and good. so... Uh, I've also read that book, uh, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, and that is a phenomenal book. So yeah. um, as we kind of wrap up, what's what would be kind of your closing kapow yeah. to give? Um, I would say just, you know, it kind of comes back to why were we put on this earth? Were we put on this earth to consume and, um, and just use up resources, you know, to... Mm -hmm to make ourselves feel better. Uh, I think that, you know, really the Bible's very clear. We were put here, you know, to know and love God, but also we were put here for community. We were put here for people. And, um, you know, I think kind of all of these things really, they give us the margin that we need where we can value family time and people, you know, over things, over individual activities, you know, I think a lot of the root of discontentment um, can stem from isolation. You know, you're, you're looking at people on Instagram having, uh, 
having their lives, but you're not connecting with people. And, you know, so many of our friends are stressed out and their schedules are maxed out because they have multiple kids involved in multiple activities and are always going from one thing to the other and they don't have time for the people that they love in their lives. And so, um, you know, we just, we, um, yeah, I've really just done all of these things to give us the space that we need where we can focus on relationships and the people that matter most in our lives and really in that carry out the call of God. That's so good. And we'll just, we'll wrap it up with the verse that we started with. We will bring it full circle. Haggai 1.5. Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Mm -hmm. Give careful thought to your ways so that we don't go. We're going to choose to do that here today, folks. I really believe that's like a word of the Lord to potentially all of you, but at least some of you give careful thought to your ways today so that we don't become like the children of Israel, or maybe we can pull ourselves out, allow God to pull us out of having planted much, but harvesting little eating, but never having enough drinking, but never having our fill putting clothes on, but are not warmed, uh, earning wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord God almighty says, give careful thought to your ways. So again, Courtney, thank you so much for just bringing um, so much of your heart you. to the table, um, being willing to share so much of what God has uh, spoken and stirred in your lives um, to share with all the listeners and with me. Um, I, I know my heart has been benefited by our time together today, and so I know other people will be the same. And so, um, hey, guys, as you're listening, uh, to these episodes, uh, really the whole reason that we started this podcast was to have a place where resources are available to help equip and empower uh, people in the body of Christ to do the, the great commission and fulfilling uh, the great commandment, just like uh, Courtney was mentioning, love God and love people. And that's really what we want to do. We want to make disciples. And so um, if this uh, podcast has been beneficial to you, I ask that you get on there and like and comment and share uh, so other people will have easier access to be able to find this uh, this material. And if you want to shoot me a message on future topics, you can hit me up at rickm at manahouse.church. I'd love to hear from you. With that, we just say a hearty God bless you and have the most amazing day.